So I'm going to start today by sharing some wisdom from children. This is taken from one, two, three, four, five kids. So Patrick, age 10, says, never trust a dog to watch your food. Talia, age 11, says, when your mom is mad at your dad, don't let her brush your hair. <laughs> Mitchell, age 12, says, don't sneeze in front of your mom when you're eating a cracker. Michael, age 14, says, never tell your mom her diet's not working. <laughs> and the last one is, Mark, age 14, says, when your dad is mad and asks you, do I look stupid, don't, don't answer him. <laughs> Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, as we approach your scripture this morning, Lord, I ask that you put me behind the cross that your words and your thoughts would be mine. And Lord, if I misspeak today, forgive me and let your message be heard. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So I read somewhere that children are like wet cement. If something falls on them, it makes an impression. And we've all heard it said that children are like sponges, right? Anything that comes close to them, they soak it up. Children can also make great impressions on us. Jesus spoke a lot about children and how we are to treat them and about the lessons uh, that we can learn from them. As a church, we know that children are the present and the future of the church. We want and we need them to be right. We don't, we don't want to have to always be the ones that go to the council meetings or, or do the hiring and firing or... or Move the pews across the church property. We want to train them up to do that. But we are raising kingdom kids. We are called to create an environment where the kids can come to be in the presence of Jesus. A place to meet Jesus. Uh, Adam Hamilton said it this week, and I, and I have said it before, and I believe it. I haven't mentioned it in a while, but I, I don't think we lead anybody to Christ as, as, as humans. We don't lead anybody to Jesus. Jesus is there. Jesus has been there since the beginning of time as we understand it. The Word was with God. I think we create an environment that makes it possible for people to meet Jesus. But it's not enough just to drop them off at church on Sunday or Sunday nights or Wednesday. It's not enough. Gabe and Megan are doing their best to share the gospel with the kids and they're creating uh, opportunities for the kids to do that. But the kids need to see us, the adults, in worship. The kids need to see us gathered together in the name of Jesus singing praises. They need to see us hearing the word of God read and expounded. They need to see us sharing in the, the sacrament of Holy Communion together. They need to see us welcoming the visitors that come through the door. But they also need to see us greeting the folks who have been here forever. We should never lose the excitement of telling someone who's been around a while, it's so good to see you here today. But we do. They need to see us 
reaching out to the community around us and opening the doors so that they can come in too. The children need to see us going to the funerals or the homegoings of our brothers and sisters and seeing how to honor those who have passed. We are children of God. We're all children of God. And the scripture says, let the children come to me. So I think what we take from that is we don't want to be a, a stumbling block or a roadblock to people getting to see Jesus. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. And the kids need us to show up. Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. says, Let's go, let's go to it. If you brought your Bible, let's go to it. Chapter 10, 13 through 16. Got to get in the habit of this. Mark chapter 10. We get out of the habit and it's so easy to just go with it. Mark chapter 10, 13 through 16. It says, the people were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant, and he said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. I call today's message, Kids 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 children are funny you know when they're young and little they believe that their parents know everything right they come to us with all their questions they think we know everything and i'm not sure what age it is that they grow out of that somewhere between two and 19 but they they don't they think we're the dumbest person in the world they do y'all still think your parents are smart right that was a good answer yeah that was a real good answer but even as they grow out of it, children still know and realize that they have needs. They realize when they're, when they're helpless. And they trust someone that might know, their parents, a grandparent, a teacher, a Sunday school person. They have confidence in other people. And, and, and children still believe the best in others. I went to a new church leadership retreat in Arkansas some years back. I want to say about 2009. It was the year that it snowed 13 inches. Do y'all remember that? Yes. Well, I remember it because I drove through it. And I got to meet a church planter there named Jim Griffith. I think he's retired now, but he was, he was the guy that did all the church plants for the Methodist church. And he said, the person who will decide to come to your church the first time will be the wife. But the ones who will decide to come back to your church will be the children. See, when I was growing up, kids were expected to be seen and not heard. We didn't have a voice in where we go to church or when we go to church. We didn't have an opinion on that, or at least we didn't have one that mattered. But life has changed, and the reality is, if your kids don't like the church, people don't go. If my kid doesn't like what's going on, we're not going to go. We're going to find a place that does work for my kid, and that's honorable. There's nothing wrong with that. This passage that we're looking at today, this Mark 10, it needs to be looked at in its full context 
full context, and it is amazing. Jesus is on the way to the cross. He, he knows that it's just a matter of time that, that he is going to be killed. He's going to be arrested, and he's going to be killed. So you can imagine everything that's going on in his mind, all the things that have to happen between here and the cross, the things that he has to accomplish. Yet even with all this tension, Jesus made time to welcome the children, right? To spend time with them. The disciples, they, they, they scolded the parents for bothering him. They wanted to protect him. I think they were doing what they thought was best for Jesus. They, they wanted to, to help him out because he was so busy. And those clueless disciples, we know they were clueless because every time they would do something, he'd say, how do you not know still? How do you not know? But they knew something was up. But Jesus said to them, let the children come to me. You know, I love the images of the, the laughing Jesus that we have. Uh, growing up, I never saw the laughing Jesus. It was always this stern, maybe even melancholy face of Jesus. Serious. Worried. Pensive. But I think this passage shows us the joy of Jesus. He loved the children. He wanted the children around. It, this passage casts a light on the humanity and the joyful side of Jesus. And Jesus said, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. You know, we don't see Jesus angry in the scripture often. Translation says he was indignant when he told the disciples to stop. Let the kids come. As Christian parents, we have the responsibility of introducing our kids to Jesus. And that starts at home. It's your job. There's no sugarcoating that. It's your job. We don't let our kids decide when they go to the dentist or when they go to the doctor. I used the eye doctor this morning because Michael was here. Similarly, we can't let the kids decide when or where they go to church. Mostly when. Where is, you're going to help them decide that. Frank Sonnenberg said, if you don't pass your values on to your kids, someone else will. You have the responsibility of introducing your children. But the church is here to help. Like Gabe said last week, we're responsible for all the kids in the community, not just the ones here. It's easy to be passionate about the kids that we know and that we love and that we see every Sunday. But our responsibility doesn't end at the exits. John Wesley said, the world is my parish. We're supposed to take care of all of those in our parish, all of those in our midst, in our immediate world. But the disciples didn't seem to be interested in that. And maybe it was because they saw the children as a bother or insignificant, but building kingdom kids takes time, and Jesus took the time. Jesus says, the kingdom belongs to those who are like children. So to be like children, we need to learn from children, right? We need to take some, some hints from kids. For many of us, it's been a long time since we were literal children. But God says we are children of God. Children teach us about faith and about trust. You know, you can tell a kid just about anything and they'll believe it. Because they trust us and they have faith. It's that innocence. They trust us. 
Children can teach us about forgiveness. Scripture's clear about that, right? But a kid doesn't hold a grudge like adults do. They can be angry one day and be your best friend the next. They get over it. They move on. Children can teach us about humility. Children are not afraid or not too proud to ask for help. That they, can, they can do something and mess up and say, help me out with this. And there's no humiliation. Children can teach us about being joyful, about expressing great pleasure and happiness. And they can, they can be joyful and ecstatic and excited without feeling silly. It's just who they are. They don't allow the world to dampen their excitement for life. Children can teach us about being repetitive. They love the same songs and the same movies and the same TV shows over and over and over again. Here we go. How many of y'all remember I Love You by Barney? Let's see those hands go up. For the love of anything holy, what, what was that all about? But they love that stuff. But they love Bible stories too. They love to hear about Jonah and the whale, don't they? They love to hear about Nineveh. They love to hear about Noah and the ark. They love to sing the songs. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And they sing it over and over and over. And it doesn't get old. Oddly enough, that one doesn't get old for us either. There's that spirit that we need to love and to appreciate the things of God and to hear them over and over and over again and still go back for more. Jesus was telling us that whatever we do for the little children, we actually do for him. So these Pharisees, they were having this discussion with Jesus, right? They were, they were griping at him, I'm sure, like they always did, looking for a way to trick him because they wanted to get him out of the picture. They knew he was important. The mothers, the mothers were coming along with their kids. It was not uncommon for a Jewish mother to wish that their child to be baptized, uh, blessed by the rabbi. Not baptized. Blessed by the rabbi. And so at about year one, age one, they would take the kids to see the rabbi. And Jesus was the rabbi of rabbis. Everybody knew him. He was doing crazy things, but he was speaking hope. And so they grabbed their kids by the hand and they're, they're walking them through the crowds. And they, and they get as close to Jesus as they can. But Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and the disciples said, hey, hold on, hold on. He's busy. Be gone. But Jesus said, no, absolutely not. We will not go. Stop what you're doing. Let the children come to me. Once again, Jesus does exactly what nobody expects him to do. Think about, think about when the kids were standing there. Just, just imagine for a second. We're going to go off script with this one. Because think about those babies that Jesus probably took and sat on his knee. And he, and he probably had his arms around them. And you know how a baby's head smells. I imagine Jesus liked that too. And he probably smelled them. And he probably kissed him on the head. And he probably gave a blessing. And then he put that one down and grabbed another and did the same thing. And the bigger kids, they, they don't want to be hugged and kissed because they're, they're too cool for that, right? 
So my guess is he put his arm around him and he, and he gave some, some encouragement. I know your arm is broken because you've been shooting hoops, but you're amazing and I love you. And he sent them on. Jesus took the time for the kids and he tells us that we need to do the same. We are here today because somebody loved you enough to introduce you to Jesus Christ. To, to facilitate the meeting with you and Jesus. They brought you to church. They took you to Sunday school. And it doesn't matter if it was uh, your parents or your grandparents or your aunts or your uncles or a neighbor or a close friend. But I'm going to say today that I am thankful for you. And I'm thankful for the people that brought you. And church is, is, is about kids hearing Bible stories and learning morals and moving toward a relationship with Jesus. Because Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. And I know that church is not your only thing. You all have busy lives, busy activities, hoop shooting. But eternity for your child is not going to be determined by how many touchdowns they make or by how many laps they make in track. Their, their eternity is not even going to be determined by the high scores they make in algebra or English. But it is going to be made by whether or not they know Jesus. And while we can't make that decision for them, we can do everything within our power to facilitate the opportunity for them to have a relationship with Jesus. And that's going to church and taking them to Sunday school and letting them go to youth activities and going to meet the bishop this afternoon and having trunk or treat in our parking lot. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train children in the right way and when old they will not stray. They'll make their own decisions. They will be responsible. What, what values are you passing on to your children today? Has church become the thing that you do and there's not something better? You know what? We ought to be, we ought to be making our plans around that. Man, I'd love to go to Six Flags, but, but that's church day. We can go after. And what is it that you love more than the children? It's the age-old answer. Jesus, that's what you love more than the children. But we're called to be Jesus and to love the children like he did. Kids, kids, kids. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.